Ready? Ready? So ready. Hi, friends. Welcome back to episode 77 of the Guardian Project podcast. I'm your host, Andy. And uh, Coyle, do you know what they call a sorcerer who is also a waiter? No, I don't. Magus of the Order. Nice. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Mike Coyle. And uh, so I was playing I was playing a burn deck the other day. I was playing my burn deck the other day. And my opponent played a one mana green instant and bested me. Well, life goes on. <laughs> Please listen carefully. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. And um, so this past week was Command Fest 3 mm-hmm. online. It was a lot of fun. I got a bunch of games in. Um, I also got to play with I got to play with some Commander Legends cards for the first time this past Ooh, weekend. Would you so um, so I, I didn't play a Commander Legends deck. Okay. But I, I added, I've been working on adding Commander Legends cards to all my decks. I think I spent three hours the first night after opening a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not done. Because right. there's, there's, I keep noticing, I go, oh, this is really good for this deck. I guess I should probably add it. So I played Gerard Golgari Lichlord, I think two or three times this weekend. Okay. And so I added Belby. Mm, um to mm-hmm. that deck so belby says whenever uh or at your second main phase you add two colorless mana to your mana pool for each opponent that has taken damage this turn mm-hmm. so in gerard you can fling a creature and deal equal to damage equal to its power to each opponent so i i actually flung just a, a one one mm-hmm. and then got six mana in my second main phase and i played belby on two and it stayed out the entire game no one removed Belby. Well, everyone else gets the benefits of Belby too. They do. And you know what I noticed is Belby, not only do I get six six mana mm-hmm. if I if I fling, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or just swing, because I was swinging with her at one point, because she comes down on two. Oh, yeah. Um, it feels a little bit like Edrix by Master of Trust, because mm. instead of swinging at me, my opponents are swinging at each other so that they can get at max four colorless mana. Right. Or if they deal damage to themselves mm-hmm. by tapping like a... I don't know, an ancient tomb, mm-hmm. they also get six mana. Nice. So uh, I noticed that that card is probably one of the, I feel like that's going to be a sleeper card in this set. It's a super good card. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, a, a, a turn two, or, you know, if you have something out on turn one that can deal damage to everyone. So a turn two or three, worm coil engine. Yeah, I did see a turn two Worm Coil Engine because on turn one, there's a creature that when it attacks, each opponent loses one life. Mm-hmm. So you swing at that on two and then you play Worm Coil Engine mm-hmm. or any other generic six mana oh, colorless yeah. creature. Oh, yeah. Just, it's such a good card. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a commander, that's going to be, I feel like if I were to, if I were a betting man, and I'm not, okay. but if I were, I would put money on that as being one of the more popular cards, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't know if it's going to happen right away. I feel like we're going to figure out in a couple of months oh bellaby is really good mm. although there is an episode of the command zone that has bellaby in it of extra turns i think it's ex- is it extra turns it is an extra it's turns. extra turns episode yeah. so we might get a little bit of hype earlier mm-hmm. now that folks are going to see that so yeah, i got true. to play that um i played tibor and lumia this mm-hmm. weekend and i changed them up a bit i don't I, I took out some of the creatures and i added more multicolored spells and i think i just need more generic good blue red spells um but I did get to cast an Underworld Breach, which I added, Ooh. and then I got to cast three cards from my graveyard. And then I did the generic um, cast gamble, grab card, insert it into graveyard, and you I was very upset because I grabbed Mizzix's Mastery with enough Ooh. mana to overload it, and then you can't overload not from your hand. How many cards did you have in your hand at the time? Five. Oh, wow. It was five. Mm-hmm. So I felt safe. 
It was not safe. Gamble equals mono red and tomb. Right. So the other thing that happened, um, so spell table has officially been updated and you do have to log in with the wizard's account. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have noticed if you're logging in, if you have not logged in yet, you will have to just make sure that you sign in. Um, there was some confusion this past weekend. Some people weren't able to get into an account. Um, spell table did clarify. So you can head over to their Twitter account and they said you may just not have had an account. And then it says that you've been emailed. You really just need to register essentially. Yep. Um, and then you you can submit and it'll be at the bottom of this this um this episode in the show notes but you can submit a request to change your name it does utilize the name that you have for your account um at least for us the one that we have on uh, arena, arena. Mm-hmm. so unfortunately um, for me my arena name and my twitter handle are the exact same thing anyway mm-hmm. um but you can't change it but you can if you go and just submit a change request so we'll have the link to that um in the show notes below and then I also changed up my Selesnia deck. Yes. So it was Tulsimir friend to El- wolves. Friend of wolves. Friend of wolves. He is, is an, an elf. Is He's an probably elf, also friend friends with elves, but I always confuse his name. Right. I switched it over to a Marisol the Accord. You're right. So um, I switched that over because Tulsimir was a little underpowered and it, I was having a hard time playing with it on stream and not just getting like left in the dust as people were like, I'm going to play this big thing that does a lot. I was like, I play another 3-3 three, three wolf and can't fight because right. you, you, all your stuff is bigger than mine. So I changed that up this weekend and um, I'm really excited to take that on its maiden voyage this Thursday nice. on our stream. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Anything new going on in the world of magic? You got your some of your Commander Legends product. I got all my Commander Legends product, uh, a ton of it. So, you know, stow it away until COVID is over with. I want to draft and, so bad. And we have tons of drafts in the future and I'd like to do a Commander Legends um uh, commander cube yeah you're making a cube out of the set would, yeah i'd like to do a commander cube i'm gonna throw in some of my other stuff so some of the stuff that i don't like in the set and i'm only gonna have like one cop i'm gonna do a true commander set of only one copy of every card ah. so <clears throat> no no two people are gonna have a single of the same card unless it's a basic land so and it's only cards from commander legends or are you gonna add some other That's commander what, cards to it i'm gonna add other commander cards to it so you know i'll be able to throw in like smothering tithe into there and some some other fun commander cards so mystic studies fun. at least one no only one only one only one okay you can do a ristic study <clears throat> and a mystic remora mystic remora consecrate sphinx there would be a consecrated Sphinx. Sphinx of the yeah. Second Sun, obviously, is going to be in there. And well, stuff. that one's in the set. Right. Sphinx Tribal will be a thing. Sphinx Tribal, so Unesh. Yeah. The, the cry. We'll put uh, the mono blue from Hour of Devastation. Yeah. Yeah, it should just be Commander Legends with Amonkhet block. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought, and I don't know if any if anyone's done this before, about taking all of the legendary creatures out and doing a point buy system for your commanders at the end of it where like everyone has a hundred points and you have all the legendary creatures up on the board and then you silently put how many points you want to allocate towards buying this legendary creature or that legendary creature so you're drafting everything but the commanders correct and then you have to buy your commander afterwards but that would be very difficult because what if you build for a specific commander and then you don't get it better spend all hundred points on that commander but two people are spending a hundred points to build a life gain deck coin flip that's awful and then you don't get a commander no you would you would get a commander no you, you can, don't get one you can't play you can now spend your points <laughs> on another commander that seems terrifying it's, i want to know what i'm building because i want to know what i'm playing well you're gonna have to spend your points <laughs> properly in order to do it that's why i think it'd be fun because i don't i don't think they have a draft archetype that's like that i don't i'm not familiar with those types of the special drafts i'm familiar with just like 
drafting standard mm-hmm. sets. It's like a fantasy football thing, though. Point by. So I've also been rebuilding or not rebuild. Well, taking my CEDH deck apart to build two more CEDH decks, which is the the decks that I plan. So on So you've turned a hundred into two hundred. Um, in a way, yeah. Oh, but they're two monocolor decks. So my um, my Rogue Rock and Jessica deck, uh, as well as my uh, Miari and Nadir deck. So mono red and then mono black. You're playing two monocolor decks this week. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. So I have to pick up a few more singles in the meantime. But uh, other than that, you know, it's uh, it's coming together. It's all coming together. I don't have to spend a lot of money on it, which is pretty nice. Nice. So what are we talking about this week? Um, this week we are talking about the Secret Lair Secretversary Super Drop. Uh, and our main topic for this week is going to be life gain strategies so all things life gain things you can do with life gain and uh what it means to play life gain so life gain it's yeah yeah, what do you think we're talking about life gain all right let's uh let's get into it so the secret layer secret versary super drop is a mouthful to say that is quite a <laughs> but that is officially as of the as of the date that we are recording this show it is available for pre-order so it's available for pre-order from november 30th through december 14th so we have uh four different packages here uh the first one is a. Uh, a box of rocks. It sure is. It is. So it's um it's some really cool artwork for Arcane Signet, Chromatic Lantern, Commander Sphere, Darksteel Ingot, and Gilded Lotus. Some of these are good cards you can play in Commander. Some of them, um, I'm not sure why they're on this list, but beautiful art. This art is fantastic. I actually do run all of these in at least one deck. Arcane Signet, Commander Sphere, and Chromatic Lantern, like the three of those, mm-hmm. I run multiple of. I think I've gotten away from Gilded Lotus quite a bit now. Absolutely. And Darksteel Ingot is very niche i'll put it in artifact matters decks just to have, I have it, it in my rona deck just to have an indestructible uh mana rock out there yeah yeah so you can buy this one in foil and non-foil um and again this one is available through december 14th and then the second one is uh, actually your favorite yeah so art series seb mckinnon um so these are all seb mckinnon featured artwork cards you get a full art a full art borderless swamp uh, a Sour of Temptation, an Enchanted Evening, and of course, my favorite, Board Wipe, Damnation, with absolutely beautiful, 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 beautiful. Every single one of these artworks. Ugh. I mean, some people outside of knowing Seb McKinnon might look at that and go, you just called that beautiful? It's re- A lot of his stuff is dark. It's demented. And some of it's creepy. <laughs> it's awesome. <clears throat> Can we just get like a standard set that's like standard set Seb McKinnon? Yeah. It's just like, just... Oh, man. What could we call it? What is Seb McKinnon's plane? Um, whatever Seb McKinnon is backwards, we just call it the plane. <laughs> it's whatever plane um, Aminatu, I think, is from. Because that's like the first time Actually, I was right. interested to Seb. I was introduced to Seb McKinnon. So Yeah. This one's also available, foil and non-foil. Uh, the next one here, really interesting. Happy happy little gathering so this is the bob ross set so Mm -hmm. these are um a set of and you can get this in foil or non-foil um you are getting basic lands with artwork by bob ross Mm -hmm. actually these were on his his actual show um so you can go and um you can find that so they were um and i believe this also comes with a an um evolving wilds as well oh so instead of getting the uh the 
the planeswalker uh maybe you're gonna get an evolving wilds in this one yeah yeah really really cool you're getting um 10 difference you're getting two of each basic lands um and then um and you know what's funny is these the lands from throne of eldraine were the the they were, I think, the most valuable secret layer yeah. after you had bought, if you bought them. The Winter Wonderland ones. Yeah, the Eldraine yeah. Wonderland, and those arts are fantastic. I, I'm curious to see what the what the value of these looks like after. Well, there was the Godzilla arts too, right? In the secret layer, drop. and those are really expensive as well. The right. I feel like the Lamb ones are expensive. I I would I wish you could get like, I wish there was one for each basic. So it'd be like you get ten islands mm-hmm. as opposed to ten where it's two of each, right? Because those of us who have like, I have like a draft kit, so I already have my land sleeved up. I mm-hmm. mean, for me, I guess I could buy 10 of these and then I would have enough for the draft kit. But I also worry because a lot of these have come out like Pringles. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm curious to see if they change the way that they print these true, cards. True, true. Um, the next one that we have here is probably the most dramatic art difference, at least in my opinion, and that's Party Hard, Shred Harder. So this was actually um, uh, originally shown from Lacuna Coil's uh, Twitter uh, profile, which I thought was really cool. I didn't realize that they played uh, magic, but you have Anguish Unmaking, Assassin's Trophy, Decimate, Dreadbore, and Thraxamunder all in brand new full art, spectacular artwork that some people are comparing that they're uh, just as hard to read as the Amonkhet Invocations. Um, I yeah. don't think that's true. No, but... those Amonkhet, the, the Amonkhet Invocations were very hard to read, but mm-hmm. this Assassin's Trophy has got to go into my Ravnica cube. It looks really cool. I really like all of these. No, dread. Do you have Dreadbore in your Ravnica cube? I don't run Dreadbore because I I have it in a commander deck. Okay, and it was. I remember at one point it was a little expensive. Um, so I don't. I don't. But I also don't run Thraxamunder, and I, this would be my first copy of Thraxamunder if okay. I were to pick this one up. So I do like that. And then the very last one is uh, we hope you like squirrels, and we do hope you like squirrels. Why is that? Because it's got a couple of squirrels. In oh, it. okay, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. So, Chatter of the Squirrel, Crossan Beast with a, a um, it's a squirrel beast, uh, a squirrel mob, squirrel wrangler, and then Swarm Yard. Honestly, Swarm Yard is my favorite here. Um, people didn't realize that was an, an, a reprint. Mm-hmm. Um, Swarm Yard, really good. Regenerate target insect, rat, spider, or squirrel. Um, it's uh specific to four different creature types that are not very popular. No, I think of these, spider and rats are the most popular. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, I actually play Chatter of the Squirrel in my Eluna deck. So I don't, I mean, it just has two squirrels like talking to each other, like whispering in each other's ears, which is kind of cute. But I don't know if I'm going to get it just for that one. Yeah, I mean, I do like the flavor text on Squirrel Mob. I barely escaped with my life, and at that number, they could take on Emrakul herself. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, so very good. So this one again. Um, so this one is actually available only in foil. So this one is not available in non-foil. So these five, it was actually five. I think I did say four. These five different um, secret layers will be available from now through December fourteenth. So if you are interested, make sure that you head over to Secret Layer um, to to pick these up. Yeah. Yeah, so we are talking this week about life gain strategies. Yeah, just gain in life. Just gain in life. So, you know, it's it's a mechanic or a strategy that is pretty popular in Commander. Mm-hmm. And um, if done really well, you can stay alive for a lot longer. The problem is if you run out of things to do, um, which I think I, I've seen happen in like a Tristani deck, um, People just run and they're like, I'm playing green, white, and I'm making 
a bunch of small tokens. Mm-hmm. And yes, I am gaining, I don't know, five to 10 life a turn. Right. But what are you doing? But what do you do yeah. after that? So we've got, you know, some benefits and some downsides. So, you know, the first benefit is it makes you harder to kill. It turns you know? out having a high life total means that you have to get more life removed in order to die. Yeah. So you you know that if you're playing a life gain deck, you're like, well, sure, it says 40, but I know I'm going to gain probably at least 30 this game. Mm-hmm. So you're really starting at 70. Sure. Sure. And if you don't gain too much life too quickly, people don't target you right away. Not right away. Unless you're playing one particular commander, but yes, and we'll get into that—the <laughs> one that is probably one of the most built and one of the most hated. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, the other thing that you know, trying to close out games. Uh, obviously, we just talked about sometimes you might sit in a position where you don't know what to do, uh, but life gain inherently has cards built around it that are alternate win conditions. So. Um, you know, cards that say you win the game if you have 50 or more life, or if you have 20 more life than your starting life total, most of these are upkeep triggers. Um, but there's also some cards now printed in commander legends that allow you to, um, destroy, uh, take out, yeah, take out is probably the best thing to say one, one player at a time. So the target player loses the game Mm -hmm. instead of, instead of just you win, right. Um, you can eliminate the person who's causing the most problems for you. Yeah, as long as you can get in on them. You do gotta swing for that. You guy. do, you do. And that was actually, I think, my favorite card that we're gonna talk about later. One, you know, one of the the newer ones. Mm-hmm. You know, life gain strategies also come with life total matters cards that that um gain gain some sort of benefit for the amount of life that you have. Not only do we have win cons if you have a lot of life, but cards that are inherently better just because you have X amount of life or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, like Sarah send it or something like that. Where if you have more than Sarah send it a card built for modern, I would say um, a one mana that says if you have thirty or more life, it becomes a five five flyer instead of just a one one for one mana. But in commander, even if you're not a life gain, that card's really good. Um, another thing that some people might not think of when they think about life gain decks is uh, using that life as a resource. So pay life cards. So um, cards like Bolas's Citadel or just Kirk himself. Greed. Yeah. Just a, a ton of stuff where you can, you know, I have 80 life. Let's use 40 of it and draw some cards with my greed enchantment. Why not? Yeah. And then, um, you know, the strategy itself comes with some downsides. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you don't get around commander damage. One of the one of the biggest arguments for for commander damage. A lot of people I've seen so many arguments. I don't know why this is still a thing. No one wins with commander damage. Who's swinging for twenty one unless you're playing a Voltron deck? Sometimes your five five just needs to hit five times. Yeah, if that life gain deck isn't doing anything, and you can just keep swinging, keep swinging, keep swinging. If you're at three hundred and eighty life. Well, it's only twenty five. When I need it, I mean, it's 21, but if I have a five, five commander mm-hmm. with flying, mm-hmm. it's, it's only, I only have to hit you five times. You can't heal commander damage yet. Wizards. I hope that doesn't change. I don't know. That would be, I think that would be a very unique mechanic. That would make Voltron, which is already a really difficult strategy, even harder to well, play. You don't do it on a legendary creature. You do it in the 99, something that's difficult to tutor up or something. And it would be very specific, only good against Voltron decks. I guess, I guess that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, but Inherently, if you are sitting at a table and you have a quote unquote starting life total of 70 and everyone else has 40, 
eh, they might all come swinging for you right away. We've seen you play Fire Song and Sunspeaker, and you're like, I have 250. And we said, cool. None of us are touching each other. We're all literally going to swing every single thing at Coil mm-hmm. for the next four turns in a row. Hopefully I draw something in the next four turns because Boros, man, am I right? And that last time it <laughs> happened, I don't think you did. No, I didn't draw anything. <laughs> and then another, you know, another downside, or at least one of the downsides that, that you know, that we think is you, you do generally need a lot of life gain to capitalize on a life gain strategy. You can't just say, I have a life gain deck. Like, Cabal, Council of Allocation. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go, you know, we'll go. Th- there's a couple of commanders we're going to talk about. That's, you You know, you incrementally gain two life. Right. That's great. But you have more than just that two. You probably need to gain 20 life to really benefit. Because if people are going to target you for having the high side total and you're playing a bunch of cards that pay into life, you're not going to have a whole lot of life left. Right. So you really have to lean into a, a life gain strategy to really, you know, Ca- like to, to reap the benefits to reap the benefits For of sure. a life gain strategy so coil why yes. don't you tell take us into the 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 top commanders so for life gain strategies yeah so the top commanders uh for life gain according to eda track is what we're using as and do we want to do sheer numbers first or the new ones first so that's kind of um kind of in my notes i i have notes on both uh is to just to talk about i i think we should start with sheer numbers yeah let's do sheer number first so aloro ageless ascetic is absolutely number one life gain commander life gain on the face life gain in the deck so for six mana life gain out of the decks and in the command zone it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy so it's um it's it's got eminence without the eminence keyword yeah before eminence was eminence right so for six mana so three a white a blue and a black you get a four or five giant soldier that you're never going to cast no you might cast it but it's rare it says at the beginning of your upkeep you gain two life whenever you gain life you may pay one generic if you do draw a card and each opponent loses one life and the most important part says at the beginning of your upkeep if a Loro ageless ascetic is in your command zone you gain two life. So turn one, if you're first turn, 42 life. You already gained two. Also, you're going to be target number one. But I also absolutely love this as the best life gain commander. And I do think it is just because of the colors that it has access to. We talked about already doing pay life cards. This is one of the cases where you get to play black, which has a lot of the pay life spells. But you also get the extra added protection of blue. Blue doesn't bring a whole lot of life gain strategies to your deck, but it just helps you protect the life gain permanence you might have maybe your alternate win conditions like felidar sovereign or something that you can protect with blue counter spells bounce stuff whatever you got to do yeah you know another that um you know one of my one of my faves it's not it's 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 in this top grouping is a mm-hmm. uh, um karlov of the ghost council mm-hmm. so karlov is a 2-2 whenever you gain life put two plus one plus one counters on karlov of the ghost council pay a white and a black remove six plus one plus one counters from karlov to exile target creature so comes down on two. And in this one, you don't want to just gain a ton of life at once. You want to gain a bunch of life individually. Things like Soul Warden, really great in this deck. Uh, you know, I'm going to gain one life six times. Mm-hmm. That That's going to get you, you know, you don't want to gain six life at once. Right. You need you need the individual gain life triggers. So Karlov, really good. Um, a lot of these life gain strategies you're going to see are in the Orzov variety. They have white and black in most cases or sure. only white and black. Um you know, another one here, which is interesting that it made this list is mm-hmm. Edgar Markov. Absolutely. Being in Mardu, you know, I played this deck. 
I maybe I just did it wrong. I mean, to be fair, it was a pretty standard build. I didn't do anything. I despised playing Edgar Markov, <laughs> and I didn't think it was a life gain deck at all. No, I think I think so. The way that um, EDA Trek, if you ever listen to the EDA Trek podcast, highly recommend. Super good podcasts, and don't listen, listen to our podcast as well. Don't just listen to them. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they talked about how some of the filtering and stuff happens on their website. And in order for a deck to be considered part of a single theme or something, it just has to have X amount of cards in the deck. I think it's like it has to be 30 cards that that fit the theme for the deck. So Edgar Markov is all about vampires. Vampires have lifelink. Yeah. Lifelink makes it a life gain deck. But it is interesting to see like you can put some of those alternate win conditions in there or you know, a card like uh, Heliod Suncrown, where your lifelink creatures are just going to be better and better and better because yep. they're going to keep putting plus one, plus one counters, which Edgar also loves plus one, plus one counters with its own ability. So that's, you know, some good, uh, I guess, life gain synergies. It's like aggro life gain. Yeah. Because it is crazy. Yeah. Not one you normally think to to see, but, you know, Edgar Markov, super popular commander and actually has eminence. That's so. right. Um, and then the uh, the other most popular life gain card, again, feeds right into the pay life, and that's Kurik, son of Yogma. Mm-hmm. So you get the seven mana, four and three Phyrexian black for a horror minion 2-2 two, two, um, that has lifelink. It also has for each black and a mana cost, you can pay two life rather than pay that mana cost. So treat it as a Phyrexian. Whenever you cast a black spell, you get a plus one, plus one counter on Kurik. Uh, most of the time, these Kyrick decks are built around um, combos like a Sanguine Blood plus Exquisite Blood combo, which kind of just goes off, um, which is actually interesting. You know, we didn't mention with the Edgar Markov, um, with the printing of Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose, you also get a couple combos like that. Vito being a vampire, you can kind of just throw that and a couple combo pieces in there. Well, Vito is Sanguine Bond right. on itself. So, right. uh, you know, we haven't gotten to the less popular ones, but mm-hmm. Vito, I have. Right. And that is my life gain deck. And mm-hmm. it's really just Sanguine Bond and Exquisite Blood. And it's really consistent, which is one of the reasons why I don't play it too often. Right. Um, but that is one of the newer commanders. Now, from, from M21, Vito says, whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. Mm-hmm. So if you play that and then you play Exquisite Blood, whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life, it just turns the game off right because right. you just you just won the game um when a commander is part of a two card combo um i think it's very popular initially and then it might fall out of favor um you know veto right now there's there's only you know um i think if if i'm reading this correctly 264 veto decks listed as a, on eda track yes which which is extremely low for what it does um but you know there's a lot of um opinions on the exquisite blood and sanguine bond combo a lot of people don't like playing against it specifically because it's a two card combo right and one of them is in your command zone yeah and and you can say the same thing about heliod Suncrowned if you build it this way and heliod Suncrowned, also a relatively new uh commander that we saw is a three mana indestructible enchantment god for five uh, five in a five five that isn't a creature unless your devotion um, is five or more in white, but says whenever you gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature or enchantment you control and you can pay one in a white and another target creature gains lifelink until end of turn. So this combos with um, both Triskelion and Walking Ballista 
Um, you give that that creature lifelink. You remove a counter to deal damage. That damage is lifelink. Heliod triggers. You put another plus one plus one counter on back on that creature, and it kind of loops infinitely. So and so for the two of those decks, Vito and Heliod, which um, I have built just to try them out, and they do their thing. Mm-hmm. It's a life gain strategy, but it has an end game there in your your little combo, mm-hmm. as opposed to just playing decks that gain life and play value cards, right? Right. So um, one of those is a deck that I actually just recently built is uh, Liza, Shroud of Dusk. Mm-hmm. So so is it Liza? Liza? We're going to call it Liza. I like We've Liza. Liza. I like Liza. So we'll call her Liza. Um, Liza, Shroud of Dusk. Uh, two white, white, and a black for a 5-5 five, five flying lifelink angel. And it says rather than uh, pay two colorless for each previous time you cast Liza from the command zone, you can pay two life that many times. And it says whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. Mm-hmm. So this is a really strong card it really ups the clock in a commander game we just recently played this on stream last week um you can go check that out on our youtube channel but liza had to be removed from one of the players to try to go off with their deck because they needed to cast a bunch of spells in a single turn and they would have died had had liza actually been out Mm -hmm. um which is very reminiscent of cabal council of allocation when an opponent casts a non-creature spell they lose two life and you gain two life so although that one is they lose life and you gain life. Liza is just they lose life, but it's a, it has flying and lifelink. Right. So, and, and Liza also is a, is a global enchantment. So it's whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. So even if you're the Liza player, you lose it. Where Kambal, it's only opponents. Right. So Benefits um, to both. I do think it's it's going to be interesting. As, as similar as I see these two cards on their face value, I think the 99 behind the two cards is so much different. Only because mm-hmm. Kambal, you don't technically need to build as a life gain strategy. Right. It can just be a tax piece in your yeah. command zone but liza you're also taking that damage so yeah. you need and liza does have lifelink herself but you should probably build a little bit more into it as well well when you make her a 13 or a 12 12 with flying vigilance totem armor you don't care about the rest no. of it because they're gonna have a hard time getting rid of liza it's, it's gonna be difficult yeah. yeah um so you know some of the um other new commanders that we saw from um well from commander legends we have our first unicorn uh, legendary or no our second unicorn legendary actually because there was another one Emil in, in jumpstart right so this one um Lathleel, the bounteous dawn is a two two um unicorn with lifelink for four mana so two green and a white it says at the beginning of each end step if you gained life this turn distribute up to that many plus one plus one counters among any number of other target creatures so this is kind of an interesting strategy that we haven't really seen with life gain and this is going to be swing to win so it's just added benefit of oh i gained 20 life i'm also putting 20 plus one plus one counters on everything so we're gonna you know maybe we're gonna do a token strategy maybe this is just into the 99 uh when it comes to like a trostani deck which i've always considered to be a life gain strategy deck but according to the edh rec um formula if you don't put 30 life gain cards in or life matters cards into the deck it's not considered a life gain strategy so i guess that's another thing is if your commander is the sole thing that's making you gain life it might not be considered a life gain strategy according to eda track right you know a couple of the commanders obviously um remaining on this list here we have krav and regna alicia sanguine tribute uh eilie eternal pilgrim obsidot ghost council tasa karlov it really just depends on how you build the deck for sure um all of these decks I've played against, I haven't played against Lathiel, the Bounteous Dawn yet. Mm-mm. And I've played, I've played Liza myself. So I've okay, seen that, right. but I've played against 
Aura, Skyclave, Hierophant. I, I, I've played against every single one of these decks. Mm-hmm. And all of them are really good. Yeah. You just build some incremental life gain, some value cards. You're likely drawing some stuff because you're playing black. So you've got that to negate the the downside of white not being able to draw cards. And um, and you also get all the removal from white. I mean, there was, there was, yep. there's been a lot of talk that white maybe is the weakest color by itself, but almost almost the strongest color to add to any other yeah color. you want to splash something to have removal add some white yeah for sure you want to path the exile just add some white how about our swords to plow so swords to golf clubs swords to golf clubs yeah that guy screamed four four or is that five people at like a driving range all like really close together they but they're good at golfing so they don't hit each other oh actually that's that would be pretty impressive <laughs> they have like a road show going on and everything <laughs> yes That'd yes be cool like they all are really good hole in one no Just you know where the they're team. at they're actually what's the what's the golf the golf place outside it's like you play you shoot into like targets uh disc golf N- no you're playing actual golf though. oh you're playing actual it's golf. A, it's a it's 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 a national chain it's like a place where you go to golf. oh, oh my gosh what's it called you went there i've been there twice i've never been there before oh shoot i can't think of it now i don't remember what it's called they're putting one in downtown i don't I can't remember. Anyway, that's what Swords to Plowshares looks like they're playing. But if you also want to add white, you can add, you know, just a casual Smothering Tithe. For some reason, when I play Smothering Tithe, it gets removed. But then when I play against other people and they play Smothering Tithe, it doesn't get removed. Yeah. I don't know how that works out. I mean, I I, I think I think you're just a little bit jaded because there's <laughs> a lot of times that your Smothering Tithe doesn't get like, removed. Literally gets removed before two turns go by. And I was like what sometimes what it, the crap i mean that's what needs to happen but it then, is but it then is. you get then you get 35 treasures and then that everyone, did happen once because you wheeled yeah when i played it and then i felt really good in one yeah well i mean but but even if you have it and you have 35 treasures everyone around the table then you goes oh yeah we're not paying for this anymore what's this, what's what's 35 treasures compared to 38 treasures it doesn't matter anymore at no. that point no. nope nope does not matter so white does add a lot right mm-hmm. so we've got some you know do we want to do we want to take a look at some uh some win cons here oh, right love, so love win cons. so let's talk about um let's talk about the number one one on our the number one 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 the number one point one, one. one. aetherflux reservoir this card's, this card's so much. really, really strong. So uh, do you want to go ahead and read off Aetherflex Reservoir for as us? As soon as I look it up, I <laughs> swear. <laughs> I just don't know how to spell the word reservoir. Um, so Aetherflex Reservoir <laughs> is a four mana artifact. It says whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. Um, so basically storm. Um, but instead of getting copies of a spell, you just storm gain that much life. And then the second portion, the win condition portion of this card is pay 50 life. Aetherflux Reservoir deals 50 damage to any target. And I absolutely love this card. Um, I was surprised when they did the Paradox Engine ban that they didn't ban Aetherflux Reservoir because typically... You know, Aetherflux Reservoir is a win condition in a lot, a lot of decks because you don't need it's colorless. You don't need colors to um, to use it uh, in order to play it. You can play it in, in literally anything. I played in a lot of mono black decks just because it goes infinite with Bolas's Citadel and Sensei's Divining Top. Um, but it's just generic so that you can play it anywhere and it does damage and it does say damage to any target. So if there if there is someone with a platinum angel out there, something that says their life total can't change. You can nuke the Platinum Angel before you nuke their face with the Aetherflux Reservoir if you have a way of gaining 
maybe you don't even need to gain infinite amounts of life or near infinite amounts of life. You can just have 500 life or 250 life or something. Get rid of the table. You could have two. You could have. Oh, what happened one time was we had a buddy who had 51 life and took you out and then went down to one. And then lost. Just to take you out. And then he lost. <laughs> it's called a losing strategy. <laughs> um, another card, another win con here. Um, one that I see far less often um, than than I do the others. And maybe it's just because it's pretty old now or because you have to wait until your upkeep, but it's test of endurance. Mm-hmm. So an enchantment um, from judgment to white, white at the beginning of your upkeep. If you have 50 or more life, you win. You just win the game. You just win. Yeah. It's solid card but see you have to have 10 more life than you started with which means you also are probably going to need to have 30 more life than you started with because you have to pass and your opponents need to get through to you yeah it would be cool if it was like flash speed or something or, or at the end of turn at the end of your turn if yeah. you have 50 life you win yeah um we're seeing cards like I mean, mirrored and besieged, right? That that mm-hmm. card doesn't, it's not life game, but feels like a card where it says if you have X number of artifacts in your graveyard, at the end of your turn, you win. It's it's actually target player loses the game. Oh, that on, one's target player on loses. Mirrored, on mirrored and besieged. Oh, is it? Yeah. I would love to have one of those mm-hmm. in an enchantment for life gain. If you have, I don't know, 20 or more life than your starting total at the end of your turn, target player loses the game. I mean... Um, would that be played? I think that'd be played. I mean, we kind of... It's very similar. We do have a card that just got printed that does a very similar thing. That one's 15. That's right. 15, yeah. 15 more life. Yeah, total. so Angel of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Angel of Destiny is a 2-6 flying double strike angel cleric for 3 and a white... 3 and white white that says when a, when a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player gain that much life. Yeah, they gain it too. They gain it. What's the downside? It's group hug life gain. So so what else does that card do? Well, then it says at the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, each player Angel of Destiny attacked this turn loses the game. Oh. So if you get multiple combats with like Aurelia Mm. and you swing once at Coil... Because you got to swing at Coil. You don't have to swing at me. Don't swing at me. For best results, take out Coil first. <laughs> and then you swing. Results, apply at, directly to the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you also swing at someone else. And you've got, you know, 40, uh, what, 55 life? Mm-hmm. They both just lose. Yeah. I, I actually kind of like um, the whole, like, Helm of the Host kind of thing. Because in Commander, you can't play more than one copy of it. Right. But you can copy it. It's not a legendary creature. It's not. And then you can start swinging at everyone. But it does have to survive to the end of the turn yes it's an end of turn trigger so if someone removes it before the end of the turn so i go to end my second main phase because you have to do that before you end your turn by the way <laughs> you say oh swords swords to golf clubs swords to golf clubs did we figure out what that company was when you talk about the next card i am going to figure out what top the, golf it's top golf yeah i looked it up it's top golf people <laughs> top golf is fun i took golf in college oh i didn't that was my sport that was my health and wellness credit that i i needed one. Oh, okay. so you showed up i don't know if i've told the story i might have but you showed up mm-hmm. and once you hit your bucket of balls mm-hmm. you can go home that's pretty nice so you go to a driving range mm-hmm. and they teach you some form and then you you drive mm-hmm. and you go home Were you, and then you drive home and then you drive home so did you get graded based on your like performance at the beginning versus your performance at the end nope you just you just got to shoot a bucket of golf balls yep interesting but i paid for a class Instead of paying for the golf balls. But honestly, I don't know what how much different the price was. Mm, the class was more money. Well, it was at my community college. So I didn't it was a it was a very non expensive course. It might have been three hundred, but it was it was 
15 weeks and we we went to the golf course 13 times so i don't know i honestly don't know how much it costs it's probably kind of a wash actually honestly yeah it was fun and now i know how to golf i mean a little you know how to hit a ball off of a off a tee yeah i can hit it off of a tee Mm -hmm. and i don't look like a fool it doesn't go very far sometimes i slice it Mm -hmm. right into the pond four times in a row and then i move on to the next hole while everybody else finishes that because i cannot hit it to the to the end i just can't to the to the green yeah get it to the we green. go to the sand ah, usually you go hang or out on the beach we do or or just into the water and you just lost a golf ball <laughs> <laughs> you were just like you just i used to be sick of round i used to play golf with my dad when i was a kid and whenever i was a sick of a round i'd be like just hit it into the water i know i could get it on the green but like i'm just gonna hit it into the water I'm like oh well Here's another ball. Hit that one on the water. <laughs> Not having such a great round. I think I'm done. Oh, no. <laughs> Life gain uh, strategies. Yes. Sorry. Life gain strategies. No, no, no. The next one, very similar to Test of Endurance. Yes. Felidar Sovereign. Felidar Sovereign. So you have a 6 CMC 4-6 Cat B. So for 4 White White, um, it has Vigilance and Lifelink. And it says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 40 or more life, you win the game. So I guess this this particular uh, creature has the added benefit of having lifelink itself, um, but has the major, major downside of being a creature. Turns out there's a lot of creature removal, a lot more creature removal than there is enchantment removal in comparison to test of endurance. So um, it is relatively the same wind condition, but it's a lot more fragile. Again, if you have ways of flashing it out so that you can cast it you know, on the opponent's turn right before yours. And so no one has a chance to respond to it. Po- more power to you. But this is going to be uh, a fragile win condition. And I think that's why we see it far less often than, than, than you know, I know we already mentioned it, but exquisite blood and sanguine bonds. So mm-hmm. both enchantments, exquisite blood saying whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much. And then sanguine bond being the inverse whenever um an opponent gains life or when no it's being the inverse whenever this is whenever an opponent loses and then there's the when you gain the opponent loses so mm-hmm. it's the it's the opposite so um we see that one far more often because it's two pieces and on an enchantment it can be used in a black deck as well as the white black or the the esper deck if you're playing with a loro right. you can just jam all of these if you really want yeah. Or I'm a huge proponent of making sure you have like three win cons. Yes, three win cons. A combo and then like two win cons. I, I inherently put a combo in every deck. I just do it and I find my I can't not, okay? I just can't not. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried, and I can't not. They're just too fun to do. Mm-hmm. But then you ultimately take them out. Right. I know uh, when we were looking at uh, win conditions, I, I had also mentioned just kind of as a joke, uh, Tree of Redemption in an Arcades deck. <laughs> it's like, I'm, well, I mean, life gain strategies, right? I'm going to gain 100 life and then Tree of Redemption is going to get 100 toughness and then I'm going to swing that 100 toughness at someone's face with my Arcades. It's, I mean, it's kind of like a life gain strategy win deck. I mean, maybe you're not doing Arcades as a life gain strategy, but for this one card in the 99, who knows? Right. So favorite life gain cards. Mm-hmm. So I've got two. I've got two. I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. <clears throat> the one that doesn't really require me to do a whole lot of work. Mm-hmm. And it comes down on one. It's solid. It's really good. It's uh, authority of the consoles. Mm. So it's an enchantment for one white that says creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. And whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you gain one life. So good. This card is not played 
nearly enough in our meta and with the people that we play with on stream, when I played at Command Fest, when I played in person, I feel like I'm one of the only people that play this card. If I had to say the number of people playing this card was only based on the people I interact with, I would mm-hmm. say no one's playing this card. Yeah, it's it's very little. I mean, if you think about some of the some of the decks that that we have with the token strategies and stuff, this card is just going to make you get 100 life so so quickly. And it just slows all the hasty stuff down. I know sometimes we like to get people out of nowhere with the haste. I mean, based on EDH records and 7% of the decks it can be in, it says that it's in 13,000 decks. So, I mean, there's lots of people playing this card. Yeah. So, one, I'm not saying no one plays this card. But I feel like in at least our group, mm-hmm. I play this card very often. I think I might have this card in like three or four decks. I think people might see this card as a pillow, pillow fort strategy card or something or a tax card. But... Just playing a one mana enchantment. That gains me 15 life over the the course of the game. And someone has to use a three mana removal spell to take my one mana enchantment out. Go for it. Would you play, now let's say this was pay one white, gain 15. Would you you play that? I feel like (laughs) I would. I mean, this obviously has the opponent's creatures given taps. So that's which is even better. Even better. Yeah. But I feel like if there was, you know, pay one white, you gain 15 life, I would still play that card. Yeah, I mean, I guess depending on the it deck. It needs to be a life gain deck. I was, I'm not just going to play it in some... I mean, maybe I would play it in a Boros deck. I just it, need 15 more life. I'll throw it in my Fire Sign and Sunspeaker deck all day. Well, of course you would. That that does ruin a lot of meta, though. Like, in if they if that ever became modern legal or something, I mean, ridiculous. But Oketra's Last Mercy shuts down Burn. It's the one thing that you can win in, against in, in with Oketra's Last Mercy. That's right. You Burn can, decks aren't going to beat you. You can, play, you can play Life Goes On, though, and do the exact same thing. If you're in green, you got to be in green. But I'm in white. Fair. I'm in mono white here. Mono white modern boggles. I'm in something. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. All right. Give me one of your top cards. Okay. So um, actually, I, this is maybe not my top card, but it's a it's a really it's a fun card. Again, I'm kind of uh, leaning a little bit on the EDH rec cast because they had one of these cards on the challenge. The stats never oh. heard of it. It's a mono black card. And I thought it was really cool. And it's called Simulacrum. Not Solemn. Just Simulacrum. Okay. And it's a one in a black and it's an instant. And on the card face, it says, all damage done to you so far this turn is instead retroactively applied to a target creature you control. Further damage this term is treated normally. But, so you just say, that's not a life gain card. But that's not actually what the card does anymore. Um, so the, the actual, um, Oracle text for the card says you gain life equal to the damage dealt to you this turn. Simulacrum deals damage to target creature you control equal to the damage dealt to you this turn. So it's a good way of, you know, someone swings everything out at you because you have so much life, but they're like, Oh, but I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to bring you down to a, a good life total or something. And then, you know, you go down to 10, you take, you get all the, all the health back up. Uh, if you have anything like, um, uh, boon the white boon of is not boon, boon of reflection is a boon of reflection it's the it's the white one that shuffles back in right um i'm thinking the enchantment that says whenever you would gain life uh you gain twice that much life instead yeah boon reflection yeah. if you gain life you gain twice that much life instead um yeah boon reflection yep so um if you have something like that and you play um simulacrum you know you take 20 you gain 40 back up. So if you didn't know that Simulacrum is a life gain card and it's in black, which we talked about, you know, black, white being this probably the most common two colors in life gain strategies, 
you might want to consider throwing a simulacrum in your deck. Okay. My next favorite, and this one actually is my favorite. It's a mechanic we did not get, which I was really hoping we were going to get in Commander Legends. Mm -hmm. I'm really sad we didn't, but you know, holding out hope that we'll get one down the road. It's a really good Commander mechanic. It's extort. So you may have guessed that I'm talking about blind obedience. Oh, what what's up with you and your tapped creatures? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. It's an enchantment for one and a white. So this one, you know, can't come down on turn one easily. I mean, mm -hmm. you can. I mean, it can. But if you're playing not a bunch of ramp spells in your white deck, um, this this are, uh, enchantment has extort and artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. So um, if you've never played with extort, you should. Yeah. It's really fun. So extort says whenever you cast a spell, you can pay white or black. If you do, each opponent loses one life and you gain that much life. So if you extort for one, uh, you're going to, each opponent's going to lose one. You're going to gain three. Mm -hmm. So you don't just gain one, you gain that much. And um, extort, the actual color is inside of reminder text for this actual mechanic. So you can throw blind obedience into a deck that has red or has blue mm -hmm. or has, you know, you, you can throw this and into any color and it doesn't just have to be in a white black deck. Right. Um, and what I love about it is if you're playing Curic in the 99 uh, with a blind obedience or, or, or any other card with extort, then you can also pay a Phyrexian black instead. So you pay two life to activate extort and then end up gaining three life as long as you still have three opponents. Yeah. So super, super good uh, strategies. Blind there. obedience. I would love, I still holding out for that extort commander, but you know, we got just play a life gain commander, just play a life gain <laughs> commander. And I can still, yeah. So I, I think blind obedience is probably the top, the tippy top card for me. Okay, so my tippy top card, tippy if top. you will. Now, if you've ever played against any of my uh, mono black decks, you would know that they have life gain strategies. And you're thinking, oh, Coyle's either about to talk about Gray Merchant of Asphodel, or he's maybe he's talking. We about, didn't yet. Maybe he's talking about Bantu's Monument, because for some reason Bantu's Monument just went off last time I played Shire. It gained me like literally thirty life. <laughs> it was crazy. But no, no. It's got to be a mono black X spell called Exsanguinate. So um, Exsanguinate is X black black sorcery and says each opponent loses X life. You gain life equal to the life loss this way. Very simple, very elegant, very win condition. Yep. Very even if it's not a win condition, I am just going to get a life total that makes me very difficult to kill. Yeah. X equals 10 gain 30 life. Everyone else just goes down a notch. Now I'm at 70. Everyone else is at 30. Love this card. Absolutely love this card. I usually build my mono black uh, decks around either Exsanguinate and or Torment of Hailfire as win conditions. Exsanguinate is really good um, compared to Torment of Hellfire in you know the early and mid game where Torment of Hellfire maybe is a more consistent um, way to close the game out. So if you had to build a life gain deck right now, is it going to be a Loro? Is that who you would build? I already had an Aloro deck, but it was artifacts. I don't if if I said who is the best life gain commander. I don't know if there is a best. If you were asking my opinion. Okay. I would say Aloro. You would say Aloro, mm -hmm. even though you're going to get targeted first every game you play. I mean, that's why you're getting targeted first every game you play, I feel like, because it's just such a good strategy to gain two life every turn without having to pay a single mana to do so. Just gain two life, gain two life, gain two life, gain two life. If the, if the game lasts 10 turns, you could play zero lands and still have gained 20 life. 
And I think that's what inherently just makes Alora the best life gain commander. I don't think I would build it just because it's been overdone. Again, I've built it before. Um, I don't know if Kyrick is really who I would do. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Mangara the Diplomat decks. Yeah. And there's a couple life gain strategies that you can do with that. I mean, Mangara um, has lifelink, you know, on the body. So maybe that's what I would do. I see this Timna the Weaver and Ikra Shadiki the uh, Usurper. Mm -hmm. So maybe a Toughness Matters lifelink in, uh, you know, three color and black, white, uh, yeah, black, white, green. Maybe that would be fun. I don't personally particularly like life game strategies. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if it's my favorite, mm -hmm. but I do think that like um I would play one of the more value ones like Liza or Kambal. Right. Where you've you've got cards like greed, the value cards mm -hmm. that you can pay life. Necropotence, really good. You can pay life, put cards into your hand because you've gained incremental life throughout right. the entire game. Now I do play Fire Song and Sunspeaker. Which isn't, but that's both. It's right. life game and burn. It's you. You gain life by burning people. That's how a majority of them are built, which is why they don't show up on this uh, life game page on EDA track. Um, but I kind of I built mine as budget, so I also threw in a bunch of um, every single removal spell, uh, whether it's instant or sorcery, says like you know remove target enchantment, destroy exile target enchantment or artifact. You gain life equal to the converted mana cost or something like that. Um, and uh, so you know. I built it a little bit that way. So it heavies more on some gain life strategies, but again, a majority of them are built on burn gains me life. I'm just going to build this burn. Right, right. Well, if you in listener land uh, play a life gain strategy, uh, tweet at us or send us an email. Tell us what you play and what cards you value in your life gain decks. Um, we are always interested and we love looking at deck lists. Mm -hmm. And um uh, before we go, we do have an announcement. We will be streaming this Saturday with Moderately Anonymous MTG on his Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Moderately Anonymous MTG. And we're going to be playing with Stacked EDH as well. Um, we are playing CEDH. Yes. So we were invited to a CEDH stream. So I I was on with uh, Mental Misplay a couple of, probably last month now, and mm -hmm. I played some CEDH. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I am playing uh, Malcolm and Vile Smasher mm -hmm. for for this. So I am playing uh, Pirate with his little goblin friend, mm -hmm. and hopefully going to make uh, some some infinite combos happen with my Glinthorn Buccaneer coil. What are you playing? Uh, I'm going to be playing the the two mono uh, color commanders that I referred to at the beginning of the episode. I'm going to play Rog Rograk, the, Rograk, the mono red Rograk, Rograk zero cost kobold. Uh, plus Jessica. Yes. Um, which focuses on casting Rograk as many times as possible. And then Jessica comes out with a million loyalty counters and then burns the board. Okay. Okay. And then I will also be playing uh, my mono black elves deck, um, which is the combination of uh, Miara, Thorn of the Glade, and Nadir, Agent of the Dust Nell, which focuses on uh, Nadir and... Um, nim death nim death mantle uh artifact in order to loop him infinite number of times from the graveyard and make infinite 
elf tokens and then probably kill everyone with the torment of hailfire frax equals a million nice well i know i believe stacked edh is going to be playing and i believe he's referring to it as siskel and ebert which is sakashima of a thousand faces and croc the thumbless to mm-hmm. put a million coin flips just on the stack and take people out and then i know moderately anonymous was working on an obeka list but they may be playing dargo ikra shadiqui mm. um it is a protean hulk list um, so seems really interesting. So awesome. if you are free on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, make sure to head over there. Um, and then we again stream every Thursday. So you can find us at our Twitch channel at Twitch or on my channel, twitch.tv slash AT So we want to thank you all for listening this week. If you want to contact us, you can find our podcast online at theguardianprojectpodcast.com. Uh, you can find our social media on Twitter at guardian pod and our gameplay videos at youtube.com slash the guardian project. You can find me on Twitter at at Flory. You can find me on Twitter at worm coil engine. And we want to give a special thanks to Ryan Nichols, our producer and editor, you know, when we, when we mess up and, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and to Chris Wolf who creates all of our thumbnails and overlays for our videos and streams. And uh, yeah, thanks. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. I was going to say see ya, but I already said that, so. You see you, see you again. See you twice. See you three times. Sphinx of the Second Sun. See you at your second upkeep. Oh, do I have an upkeep trigger? Second upkeep. Hey. We Not till next week. We didn't even talk about Sphinx of the Second Sun, like Felidar Sovereign and, and stuff, because you get your second upkeep on your turn. You, you, you do it. Holy yeah. crap. Hope you're still listening. <laughs> what was the win con for that? The win con for Felidar Sovereign? Oh, I guess if you gained life at your upkeep and then won you on the second upkeep? I mean, if you have the life total and you cast Felidar Sovereign main phase one and you have a second upkeep because your second upkeep happens after combat. Oh. Well, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>